This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast for November 18th. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm alongside my faithful wards, Ron Richards. I am no fucking ward. And Josh Flanagan, <laughs> my number one ward. 
Every week at iFanboy.com, one of us picks uh, their favorite book from the stack of books they buy and anoint it with a highly coveted Pick of the Week title. This week, who's got the pick? This guy's got the pick. And this guy's pick is Superman, also Superman number one. Let's talk about Superman. Would you um, script that? No, I did not. <laughs> I'm professional. Also Superman was my pick of the week. Um, Superman is one of my favorite characters. Uh, as a, as Ron pointed out last week, as a born and bred DC guy, I um, would say he's probably in the top three behind Batman and Robin, who are like one one A. But um, Superman, the books are not something I have to I have to sort of obsessively collect like I do Batman, like Ron does it with X Men. Um, I sort of can drop it if it, the quality goes bad, and and that's more often the case than not. What I tend to look for in a Superman book is I like to have the sort of feeling I get from watching uh, Superman the movie or Superman 2 or a really good episode of Smallville or something. The sort of sense of uh, awe, wonder that I get you know, from Superman. It's, it's a sort of a classic character in, in the... Uh, he's supposed to... Superman is supposed to in, inspire awe even from his fellow superheroes. So that's what I'm sort of looking for in a Superman book, and I rarely, rarely, rarely get it. Um, but there's a two-page spread right in the beginning. It's also Superman number one that that sort of did it for me, and that's I knew right away this would be my pick of the week, no matter how it turned out. Uh, which means I probably have low standards, but there we are. Um, this book is from the All Star line, which is sort of DC's answer to Marvel's really successful ult- um, Ultimate line, and what what that means is sort of allows the creators to run free with the characters and not worry about all the continuity problems that often crop up when you're following characters for 40 or 50 years. And this is the second book. The first book was All-Star all Batman and Robin, which uh, I think is kind of weird. That was my pick of the week, but not really. Well, that was that was in July. That was my angry pick of the week. Was it? Yeah, I, I had it because I read a bunch of books, and, and this was just awful. And I was like, Jim Lee and Frank Miller... And I was like, what the hell is this? Because it was, it was like just an, like another origin of Robin that didn't need to happen. Was it like an anti-pick of the week? It was my anti... It was, it was, the, it was the one and only anti-pick of the week I've ever done. Wow. Well, that, that, that's a weird book because it's sort of like... There's too much Sin City in it. Well, what was the point? Yeah. Well, what's the point of any of them, really? Well, yeah, well, I mean, the same well, can be said for this book. I mean, what's the point of doing another interpretation of Superman? Well, well it's, it's, it's not so much another... It's not another interpretation. It's just Superman without the baggage. It's, it's, not absolutely, a, it's, it's absolutely an interpretation. Well, no, I don't think so at all. And it's not a, it's not an origin. It's 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 not an origin at all. It's just, it's just a story yeah, about Superman's baggage, story. Yeah. as opposed to the Batman and Robin one, which was uh, it was a, a story um, a story. It was an origin. It. it was Robin origin, but it was absolutely sure. completely non-original. It, that wasn't even the problem because let's face it, originality in superhero comic books isn't normally something you find. But ah, uh, nineteen ninety-nine. Uh, well, I mean, it's occasionally it's there, but you know, originality is not the strong suit. It's it's the stories, but just that that wasn't Batman. It's it's like one of the Sin City guys. Well, I don't mean originality in, in terms of of style, but I mean I mean a, an original story is is something, or a way to tell a story in a different right. way. I mean, um, one of the you know, Superman for all seasons, for example, was an example of an origin story that was told in a, in an original style that was very good. That was a stripped down style. True. It can be done. It takes good writers. And Frank Miller's a good writer, it's just, I don't... Exactly, he's which sort is of, what disappointed me even more. He sort of seems... He seems like he's cracked since since writing, starting his own books, and he can only do that, and he can't sort of 
He can't. He can't get in the mind of another person's character. I don't think he can anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Knight Returns 2 and All-Star Batman and Robin. Oh, don't, don't, don't even just remind. Just weird. So, uh, this is an, another cracked writer, Grant Morrison, um, but usually cracked in a good way, taking on Superman. Which I'm excited about because one of my favorite Supermans of all time was the JLA Superman from from Grant Morrison's run in the mid mid nineties. Which, which is, I mean, as a non DC person, was a, I thought was a great run. It was like I I take that run out every every once in a while and read it all the way through because it was so good. Well, that that run single handedly is responsible for probably Josh being here today and wow because yeah. that that's in college where we all met um, freshman year. I turned a bunch of guys on to comics with that with that run, with the JLA books, and then those guys turned around and turned Josh on back onto comics. Uh, and then you indirectly helped. Now Josh we're all fight, together, you know. now we're all here. Yeah. Actually, the first thing that I read with any sort of um, regularity back then was, and I had read comics before that. No, you, yeah, no, back on the comics. Right. Said, not, yeah, uh, back on the smack was JLA Year One by Mark Wade. Right. That was the that uh, was actually my my. Drug because at that point uh, JLA with the Grant Morrison series, which was very good, was on like 2022 something. It was like by that. the end because that was senior. And year. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I went back and read them from the beginning later, and they were excellent. But uh, right, I... but you wouldn't have had those books to read uh, of Steve and Jared's if I hadn't have given them JLA freshman year. I understand. Yeah. So I, I give you credit. No, no, I'm wrong. just saying this is this is. No, it's all right. You want credit? It's I fine. Do want You're credit, the right? greatest. Some sort of medal, perhaps a plaque. Recognition or something. Yes. I get so very little of it in my life on a daily basis. Uh, you got a foot rub coming, buddy. Okay, it's coming hard. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I'm really excited. I mean, there, there's not a lot that happened in this first issue. It's it's sort of a setup as any sort of nine part story is. But uh, I like Grant's sort of. He seems to get the, sort of the bigness of Superman. You know, every every writer seems to come on and, and fill him with all this self doubt and. And uh, just personal issues because they seem to have no other idea how to make him relatable. I think Grant goes the other way in terms of making him sort of the godlike figure that he he kind of would be, and, and how other people deal with him. Right, but I mean, it's it's not that's not what the story's about. But you get that sort of sense of him in in the story. The problem with the Grant Morrison story that starts off really good is it often spirals out of control. It's it's, it's possible. I picked, yeah, I picked the filth number one as my pick of the week, and by the issue Ooh. four, I had dropped it completely. It's I, just, yeah, I, I dropped it after issue two. It, you know what's great is that you two, like last week we talked about it, Ron's like, well, if you buy number one, it's like a commitment. I bought every issue of the filth. <laughs> hoping, oh, the hoping against Isn't that like the honest thing? Like you, ha- you buy Robin, Robin and his dog hound friends, and you've got to buy the whole run. <laughs> uh, me, I go for the filth, and I'm because I'm like, well, you know, it's it's quality work. Uh, it, you know, they're really pushing the. And I had no idea it was like talking poop and <laughs> a, a mouse and a, a Soviet monkey who killed Kennedy. I, it was crazy. I, and and I and Connor and I, the two you know completists, dropped it early on. I, it made my brain hurt, and not yeah, a, not in yeah. a good hurt. It was a bad hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, I say another strong suit for this book is the art of Frank Quietly. Yeah, who? Uh, He's good. The guy finished good. it on time, did he? He finished it on Probably time. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and it just his art is so different from almost every other superhero art out there. That's just Lois have any tight pants on? Although I mean, but after the you know after the authority, no tight pants with short skirt. And all the stuff he did, I mean, like the blobby thing in the beginning to me was just kind of like oh one of those again. 
you know, I don't know. It's just, I mean, his the art was very good, but it's also kind of getting, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, the the creature. Yeah, the creature thing. It just seemed like I saw that before. You know, mm. that design. He does you know, great which I know faces. I have though. It, you know, yeah, he does the great faces. What do you? Th- what did you think of Willy Wonka? The movie. No, the guy in the book. Oh, the jacket, the guy with the jacket. Yeah, yeah, the guy with the rainbow jacket and the cane. Well, the crux of the story is um, Superman helps out these, uh, as I described them in the Pick of the Week review that's on the website, uh, Grant Morrison-esque scientist superheroes. So they're kind of uh, wacky in that sense. One guy looks like Willy Wonka, sort of. I I never heard of these guys before, so I don't know if he's made them up or... Frank Whiteley actually uh, draws while he watches DVDs a lot of times. Oh, really? Really? You're making that up. (sighs) I'm so deadpan. How deadpan are you? (laughs) Well, he looked, I mean, like this guy, I mean, like that was, that was, that really, that that whole sequence where he's talking to the scientist guy was really the only one to me that felt out of place, that felt kind of, oh, here's Grant Morrison being different. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Um, Yeah. I think the interesting part more comes out from wh- what they talk about, not the conversation itself. What? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's it's sort of an interesting st- squeak on Superman, which is, uh, well, I guess since it's, since it's Friday, I, well, Josh hasn't bought it, but um, it's it's a story I don't think I've ever read before about, right. that has to deal with Superman. Right. And it's not so much about the wacky Morrison scientist as it is what they tell him. Well, as far as you know in the first issue. As far as I know, yeah. it is the first issue, and... It could go very, downhill very quickly from here. And I mean, I thought it was interesting that you said that not a lot happened when I felt like a lot had happened. I mean, you had, you, you, I mean, you had basically, you know, kind of the establishment of what the plot was. You know, all the stuff with Luthor and the stuff with the scientist, and then you had the big kind of finish, which was a huge moment, which I was almost kind of sad to see happen in the first issue. I mean, and it kind of, it kind of ties. And and I mean, are we going to go spoiler free or spoil? How, how are we dealing with spoilers here? Josh, are you planning Don't on buying this? Listen now. Yeah, if you're if you're concerned about spoilers, stop. Go on the shuffle. And I don't <laughs> care. Um, at the e- it ends with the. I mean, oh, Connor, you can explain it. It's your well, book. right. It's uh, well, well, we'll just go through the whole issue with what he does is he helps. His... <laughs> Page. I don't one. want to know. I changed my mind. <laughs> Page one, doomed planet. Um, but he he helps his scientists gather some samples from the sun and ends up overloading his cells with solar energy, which causes the cells to. Uh, start behaving like normal cells, so he's he's basically dying like the rest of us are. So he got skin cancer. No, no, he's just you know he's Superman. Okay, exactly, that's the that's somewhat, the root yeah. of the idea. Superman, what can Superman get a sunburn? I don't know. What if he did? Well, right. it's not even that so much as his cells are breaking down now like normal cells, and it may be even quicker because of this exposure to the radiation. But now, listen, he's, I know sunburns. That's he's basically that's yeah, you pale sunburn. Irish bastard. Yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's dying, which is which is sort of the. Seems to be the main point of the story. Apoptosis has begun. Right. And the prologue, which... I mean, I'm sorry, the epilogue, which Ron's talking about, since this is a continuity-free Superman, is his revelation to Lois that he's Superman. Which is is similar to a conversation Josh and I were having earlier in the day, actually, about... I told him that I was actually Batman. And I was floored. No, but we're talking about kind of like kind of romance plots in in TV shows and movies and things like that, and about how a lot of it is, a lot of the enjoyment is the buildup of that, and the moment that you kind of cross over and kind of go sour. And I don't well, sure know, the moonlighting pr- thing. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I, 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 see, I think it's still a little different than what I was saying, though. Because, I'm sorry, it's probably something to do with it. But no, but I was saying the will they or won't they thing is just like, right. okay, great, I get it. It's been done a billion times. Yeah, it's overdone. Right, and yeah, it's no. It's never and, done and, better. Okay, I'm, I'm going to... Well, no, and, and Grant Morrison might have a different take on Superman telling Lois that he's Superman. And that we've never seen before, and I, you know, you know, we'll hold jury out until the last issue of the series. A story about like, like Peter reveals he's he's Spider-Man. Like, yeah, Peter. Everybody in the world knows that Peter Parker's Spider-Man, and and the the thing is, taking off taking that out of continuity doesn't really add anything, right? Well, it doesn't have to. It doesn't necessarily have to break new ground. It may just. I think he sort of. He seems to want to be writing the early Superman. You know, not the married. Superman, I wish I had invented computers. The boring Superman, <laughs> uh, who, who, as a side note, has the same thing that happened to Peter Parker when he got married. It happened to Superman when it, it just made them completely right. boring. But anyway, he seems to be one to write the the clumsy Clark Kent. The you know, yeah, like like we didn't even get we got we got a taste of clumsy Clark Clark Kent, which was very even, well done. I thought, which was great. Which I think honestly, I mean, and and, was, and Wizard has pointed this out in every issue for the past like four months, but. Um, how you know quietly is visually drawing Clark Kent different from Superman and the hunch and you know and like how he's you know clumsy and all that kind of deal. I'm a big but, fan um, of. I think it works is if you make the Clark Kent suit a little too small. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how that's how Chris Reeve did it. Oh, His really? suit was like a little too small. Like if he leaned over, it just got pop off. Which to me is a sexy, sexy image. But anyway, but we we literally only got maybe three pages of that. Right, I'm married. And there was no him. speculation as you know, Superman's here. Where's Clark? You know that whole kind of thing. Which is well, that's also it, overdone yeah. too. It's just, it's just. Right. I'm just more saying the era he wants to write seems to be the era of the early. Do they even era. bother with that anymore? Not really. I mean, like, when was the last time someone was like, you know, that Bruce Wayne fellow always seems to be gone? Yeah, no, I don't think they. No, really they don't really do that anymore. anymore. It's yeah. time for some more of those stories. That's yeah, gonna be I, my, mean, I, gonna, you, I mean, I mean, I mean, not. That. To, yeah, I mean to go back He's to the, the kind of thing, but like, you know, Spider-Man was great when he was so alone in the fact that he was Spider-Man, and now that everybody and their brother knows it, you know, it's like, you know, he's got a team. He lives in Stark Tower. He's got right. a supermodel wife. But even even in Ultimate Spider-Man, there's like 17 people who know he's Spider-Man. It just it it, it just doesn't it doesn't you know it doesn't flow with the whole secret identity. Maybe secret identity is realistic, but you know. Another point I had about Superman that I brought up in my review, which we can discuss, is. I think one of the biggest problems with Superman comics, um, actually, as we mentioned in a previous broadcast, uh, or podcast, as they say, uh, there's a lot of Superman fans. You see a lot of people who are sort of obsessed. There's a lot of Superman tattoos, Shaquille O'Neal, Bon Jovi, people like that. You know, it's, it's sort of a cultural, he resonates culturally. But the comics are kind of uh, lame most of the time. <laughs> they... I think I think he, he, the creators are hamstringed because he is Superman, and what bigger corporate icon is there for DC Comics, for for comic books in general, for Time Warner, who makes a lot of money off of Superman? You can't that's really quite, take many chances. That's why you can't really well, do anything interesting with Superman because that's you why can't one of the most interesting the one of the most interesting things I've ever read with Superman was uh, was in Dark Knight Returns. Right. Where they basically Superman was was like a stand-in for Reagan. It was a uh, government laptop. A lackey, but, yeah. But yeah, that's that what else that I mentioned is was you often get the most interesting Superman in the Elseworlds books, and at the time that's an Elseworlds books. But you don't you can't get him in the regular pages because I think they they can't do a lot with him, and that sort of makes for a, a not for interesting stories when you're worried about you know 
they've got a humongous movie coming out next summer, which uh, is going to make or break, you know, kind of their movie. Pl- you know, right. Like, but at the same time, you can't have yeah. you can't really do much to a character that's that's who's on whose back rides this, you know, all this money. Yeah, right, but yeah. You, like, can't, you can't you can't make him gay, or like something that 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 changes the 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 way the character is perceived. Who's by paying right. attention to the comic books though? You could do whatever the hell you want in the comic. No, books. you Movies can't. Have to well, do and I've, re- think, I've think read about that when he died. Think about when he got married in all in the nineties. I mean, they, yeah, but they made a story out of that, so people would go out and buy the comic. That was the point. Yeah, but, but I still I've read I've read one day with... in the comic book Superman comes out as a is a big flaming queen. And if the movie was to come out next week and he's not a flaming queen, people would go, "Oh, I see. It doesn't actually matter." No, I, I've read I've read stories where, uh, like, the, one of the whole reasons, uh, going back to somebody who's been all over iFanboy this week, Aquaman. One of the main reasons the Aquaman book even exists is because uh, he's a corporate Im- entity that appears in the cartoon. I mean, there's it's there's so much synergy amongst all the different divisions; they they can't really tarnish their images too much. But what about well, I mean like but but think back to the electric Superman I mean that was how many years was he electric and two and there were two Supermans I mean they they that was a radical thing that uh, you know admittedly didn't work but they tried it you know so well I mean what I'm saying is 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 that the corporation the people who work on Superman DC Comics might think that's true but really in reality as far as like a consumer marketplace goes you could do whatever the hell you want in these books it wouldn't affect the other products at all because a hundred and Hundred million people or whatever went out to see Spider-Man the movie, but twelve people bought the comic book. Right, but that's thinking logically. Since when does logic yeah. come, come into play with corporate decisions? Well, if I was in charge, <laughs> I just think whether or not that, whether or not it's logical or whether or not it makes sense. I think that's the case, and I think it leads for a lot of boring, boring stories. Well, what they need then is a well. I mean, I mean, I would be interesting to see what would happen if there was like an editor overall who went. You know what? Let's just go make our books and make them real good, a la the. I don't know what. Well, Marvel can Marvel can do that with their characters because they they're not corporately owned, but DC is in a bind. Well, Marvel's a public company. Yeah, but they're not. They're not the. Time Warner makes movies with their right, characters. Right. No, but, but Marvel to... Marvel just spun off and started their movie studio. They're no longer going to be linked to movie studios. They're going to be making their own movies and then right. Just... But ult- no, 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 means no, no, ultimately no. Like they're in the charge. Lucas, following That's... the Lucas Lucas model and then having the, the studios distribute them. Right. You're making you're proving my own point. Ultimately, they're in charge of their own characters. Whereas... Right. But, but they're they're not going to make a sacrifice in the comics to sacrifice. One, they're not going to make a change in the comics which might. Um, negatively impact their movie properties. They did previously they did that to Nick Fury. When he had that that Grant that Garth Ennis series a few years ago, they changed they stopped that because they got complaints from because there was a there was a Nick Fury movie in development with George Clooney right. attached. So you changed, so so you it. just proved my point. I said they will do that. So they so they would just they they would now they'll keep on going with a modified Nick Fury character or well, they're they saying can. that they will they will compromise the comic in favor of the film. Right, that's right. what I'm saying. That's my ultimate point is that they which is his problem with D, is what DC is doing too. Right, right. Because the right. film is a billion times more valuable than the comic book. So, right. Plus, uh, Superman's an icon. He's the superhero. You know. Yeah, you made a good point when you said he was the. Uh, you know, he's not just the flagship for for DC. He's the flagship yeah. for superheroes, which is true. Exactly. Yeah. Except no one cares about him. Well, that's not true. That's not true eight, at eight. all. What, what are the, Superman, what? Superman is a has a lot of cultural relevance. I'm sorry. When I say nobody cares about him, I mean nobody cares about the comic books. Right. Well, that's that's yes. I mean, when I mean honestly, when was the last time like 
Like, oh, there's an amazing run of Adventures of Superman going on. Mm, not long. Yeah. It's been a long time. And there's been stunts. There's like, we're putting all these people on the books. And, and I keep no falling cared. for them. And then Jeff Loeb and Joe Casey and all those guys. Nothing. And like, and and so like, wh- like when was the last time the Superman books mattered? I mean, like, was it Burns, nineteen eighty six? Uh, matter in terms of quality, and yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably been, it's been that. What long. was the gist of that story? It was it was the pro the post crisis rebooting of Superman, so putting him into a modern or modern for nineteen eighty six, you know, context. But well, well, no, but like, like, was there like a like Dark Knight Returns? Is Batman comes back from? Retirement to to beat the punks. Like, was there an overarching was, theme? Was, was no. it an origin? It was no, an origin well, it, it was an, it? It, Man of Steel was the origin miniseries, which led to the series, which was just you know, <clears throat> excuse me. There's no there's no overarching theme in a series that you know a monthly series. <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, it was just solid solid storytelling, solid retelling. Okay. Uh, they depowered him because the the pre crisis Superman was was. You know, like un- unbeatable. Yeah. Nothing hurt him, and they 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 sort of powered him down a bit. They uh, made Lex Luthor much more of a corporate villain than the wacky purple suit wearing guy. And... I like the purple suit. I like the corporate villain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they made Lex Luthor more you know more of a capable villain, and it was it was a really good run. Um, on an aside, Superman number two 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 hundred and twenty two or whatever mm-hmm. um, was the twenty one. Um, Ranked number twenty-one in the top one hundred comics of October. Twenty-one. Yeah, so he's still in the top twenty-five. I think the like it's almost a thought that, according to like, how many comics. people go into a comic shop that don't read comics regularly and will go to just say, oh, let's pick out some books for my kid or something. Superman is probably more, right up there. It's one of the first things you'd pick up. Yeah. Right. And I bet they get a lot of sales on that worldwide. Yep. And so you can always sort of afford to buy some Superman comics because you can just give them to people. You know, like, well, I should buy some comics for little Timmy. Like, we'll buy Superman or Spider-Man. Right. Little Timmy wants magic cards. <laughs> Timmy wants... Yeah. Well, I didn't say I didn't say Timmy was there. If Timmy was there, <laughs> he'd say, screw that, moms. <laughs> he doesn't want magic cards anymore. He wants the Yu-Gi-Oh cards or whatever the hell they are. I think right. you're behind. Yeah. Hey, magic cards are played out, but I think Yu-Gi-Oh's gone, too. It's Maybe, so, something... Know. It's like Yushikishi or something like that. I mean, it's something... It's some thing I can't pronounce. I just eat the teriyaki chicken. So, Ron, um, I know better than to ask Josh, so I'll ask you, uh, <laughs> what, what did you think of this week's comics? I thought, actually, this was, as you know, comparatively to last week, which I had on the bulk was a crap load of comics. Uh, this week I had all pretty good ones. I actually wanted to ask you, Connor, because, you know, in the same theme as Superman, um, did, uh, did you pick up the Captain Adam book from Wildstorm? I, I did, yes. And what did you think of that one? Well, I actually, I picked it up off of your your pick of the week from a, from a few from last month. Yep. Um, so I picked up issue one and two because two came out this week. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I I kind you know crossovers. <laughs> we talked a lot about crossovers last. Well, this, this is, isn't a crossover. This isn't a crossover. Is... It's more of a character crossover in terms of yeah. Yeah. Captain Adam having no real role in the DC universe. They ship him off to the Wildstorm universe and to uh, shake things up. He got downsized, sent to the farm leagues. Right. Yeah, for, yeah he got sent to the miners big time. Yeah, and he even got. Although they gave him the co- the old um, uh, what uh, Charlton costume that was in Kingdom Come, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, they did. Uh, with no no explanation or reason in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like it. It's interesting. 
so far. I'm not sure yeah. what, what they're going to do with it, but uh, issue two wasn't as good as issue one. No, um, but yeah. So, um, but the, the other fish good... out of water, you know, fish out of superhero fish out of water stories are, are always nice. Yeah, I mean they've got non-issues to try to make it unique, so we'll see what happens. But it's good. Um, the the one book that I read that really stood out was Brubaker on um, X Men Deadly Genesis, this little mini series that um, has nothing to do with the Decimation um, crossover, but just it, other than taking place at the same time, with actually in continuity references to what's going on in the regular books, which is unique for mini series. And you love that. I love yeah continu- oh, don't even continuity continuity continuity. I mean I know it's lame and easy to make fun of, but you know, there was a day when you pick up a comic and something happened, and there was a little box, and they said, "See, you know, issue number seventy-two of Thor," and you in, and it was kind of this sense of this universe that everybody lived in. And I used to love on. that, except it bankrupted my twelve-year-old self. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But it, how great was it, though? How, were, I mean, that was good as a kid. It was fun back then, but I think it's antiquated, and I don't think it works anymore. Why not? It's too many things to to to. To get our attention, and and it's one thing if you wanted to be completely involved in comics, you can do that, but it's almost to the exclusion of all other things into the huge bills that come every single month. And I know that like that's a really silly practical concern, and for them they'd want to do it from a marketing standpoint. But comics back then were seventy five cents a piece, and comics now are three dollars a piece. So if you want to follow everything, you're spending twenty thirty dollars a week on comics, and you're spending all sorts of time reading it. And there's frankly so much other stuff now to distract you from, from spending that much time reading comics, then they better be damn good for you to spend all that time on them, and they're frankly not. Right, yeah, and, and I could see that. I mean, and, and there, there are also a lot more titles now than there were back then, mm-hmm. and I, I guess, you know, and part of their, you know, they don't want to be hamstrung by the fact that you have to explain why Wolverine ran by in a Spider-Man comic and explain that, you know, because he's in a miniseries and he's in Avengers, and, you know, it can, it's kind of hard to keep track of the characters, but it's just, like, just the, on the first page, there, you know, because... In the whole, what happened in X Men this week, which was awful, Milligan and I'm going to go on record right now and say I do not like Salvador Larocca as an artist at all. Really? He, yeah, he's been on X Men and it's just it's just getting worse and worse. Um, it, it it's 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 just it's bad. It's just it looks like animation cells. Um, mm. so but and Milligan and I know everybody thinks Milligan is great and you know Ecstatics and whatever they were called after you know or, or X-Force then Ecstatics I don't know what they were called after I dropped the book <laughs> right yeah exactly because it was just and he's just not doing a good job but in that book it carried on the Decimation crossover and now like because the government's concerned about the X-Men they just parked a Sentinel right in front of the school to watch them and so now in Brubaker's book right on the first page there's the Sentinel and Cyclops and Beast talking about it and then Cyclops and Morose Yes. <laughs> Want it? No. He's he's cons- he's concerned that there's a sentinel just hovering there watching them, and he doesn't like it. So, um, but then but then, you know, within three pages, they're right into whatever this miniseries about is about, which had nothing to do with the decimation storyline, and and it fits in nicely in Brubaker. I don't read a lot of Brubaker. I've read his complete loser trade, and I read Sleeper, um, but so I don't read a lot of his other stuff, but. This this was really good. He's really good. He's, yeah, he's a really good writer. He I gotta, yeah, I got to Now it, it, it's so good that it makes me want to read. You know, you Connor, you were telling me about the Captain America stuff he does, right? Yes, his Captain yeah. America is excellent. Yeah, so I might look into those. But yeah, so that was good. His Gotham Central's better. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't read any Batman. <laughs> I don't I'll read check it Captain out. Captain America either. I'll check it out eventually. I'm gonna know. get it for you for Christmas. You'll have. Thank to. you. Thank um, you. Um, Ron, I know from talking to you previously, uh, you have some thoughts on this week's Ultimate Spider-Man. 
Do you care to I share do. them? Oh, I haven't read it yet. You said uh, it's sort of, <laughs> you're, well. You said to me that it was sort of pa- powers like. Oh is. yeah, it's it was funny because we were talking about how powers is kind of like oh it's the same old same old. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider Man's kind of getting there too. Um, oh, I, I, I've nearly dropped it many times. It's like the Bendis effect now. We're at issue eighty six, and there and don't get me wrong, there are issues that are that are really good, like the last arc with you know with and we talked about it with Sanchi and Moon Knight and Electra and, and the Black, Black Cat, Cat and all that. That was that that had was really good moments, but like when, and I know this is the first issue of this arc, but like I was just like, oh okay, he he ditched school, and okay he's fighting somebody, and oh, oh there's oh and May is upset with him. How will he yeah. tell her? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so it's kind of like oh, kind of a bit ho hum, you know. It's kind of so good that it's not really surprising. Or well, it's not. not it's see that at a certain point though, it's not so good that it's boring because if you're doing the same thing over again, again, that's well, originality. I mean, you could do something really well and you keep doing it over and over again. Who cares? Well, if Michael Jordan ran down the court and dunked the ball the exact same time every time, they'd stop making posters. Well, no. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like the Ultimate Spider-Man, it was, was you know ten times better than the Punisher that I read last week. You know, but. Um, you know, similar to you know, like Runaways number ten came out this week, and I would say this second season of Runaways by Brian Vaughn has been, you know, kind of disappointing in that it doesn't really, you know, like that that first series was fantastic and so different, and this has kind of just been more of the same, and it's not really as engaging as that first one was. Well, so anything that's really good that you start off in the beginning, nothing is ever going to be as good. Well, not nothing is ever, but it's it's very, very, very rare for something to be as good as the sort of first meeting the people and learning about them and their sort of first shots to get, you know, like the, you right. know, the first it's never season like that of first, a great it's, TV show. Well, especially never like that first time. If there's no growth, I mean, P- Peter yeah. Parker and also Spider-Man really hasn't grown much. I mean, he's sort of the same guy he was. I mean, we're, we're 86, 86 issues issue. in and he's he's basically the same guy he was in issue He's one. slightly more moody now. Slightly, but I mean, uh, really. Same height, though. Yeah, I mean. Fact he's... is, it's funny because it's been like how many years? It's like eighty four, issues. Five years, four or five years. Five, yeah. four or five years. He, he's 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 not in high school now. Yeah, but he's not. <laughs> I know, but he should be. Right. It's just. I mean, of... obviously, you don't have to use that rule, but. I mean, right. it's it's it's. It's sort of like okay, here's the uh, bad quips, and here's this, and uh, yeah. you know, it's just. They need something. He's 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 the, he's the same. I don't character. think I'm gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't know how long I'm gonna keep going with that book. Well, I would. I, if I were you, I would carry on at least to like issue 104 or so because that's the isn't that the the <laughs> mark of uh, Lee and Kirby and Fantastic Four for the the self-contained run, and the fact that Bendis and Bagley have been on this since issue. It's one. very impressive that they've. Yeah. So I would especially stick with since that. when the Ultimate Lines. Why? Run, run. Prediction. If I don't lies. like reading it, what the hell do I care? Yeah, no, Connor's right. I did, I did not like the Ultimate Line when it started, and it won me over. And he said yeah. it would not last. And here we go. Yes, are. I, I, I did, I, I did, I did uh, predict like what happened to the Tsunami Line that it would be gone within three issues. And not the... we've just had a Family Matters moment. It was good. We all just learned something. <laughs> no, do you still re- do you read Ultimate X Men? Yes, I do. Really? Yep. That's good. That is good. Oh. Do you have every issue of Ultimate X Men? Yes, I do. I do too. He he hated it. He yeah, would I tell us oh, every week he hated like it. it. <laughs> the I about and you that. bought every one. <laughs> I know. You hated yeah, it with, I, a, with a spitting. Bird oh, I loved it. And, and why well, in the world would anyone listen to your opinion? Because they know you're going to buy it anyway. You're well, like the customer true. who comes. In, no, you're like the customer who comes into Best Buy and be like, "This is terrible." 
I'm never buying anything here again. I'll I'll take three monitors, please. Like, there's no. Well, well, a part of it is is that it, it is that I was just so kind of in, you know insulted and frustrated by the, them ruining these characters that I had grown to love. But... Okay, let's let's not lie. The, the whole reason you've got it is because there's an X in the front of the title. No, 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 no. I, no, honestly, I will tell you that the reason why I got it now is out of curiosity to see how they handle the existing characters. Like when the story arc about Longshot, Longshot's a character that I've that I've always had an affinity for and liked. And I was like, okay, well, how are they gonna, how are they going to bring him into the Ultimate Universe? That's honestly that is the only reason why I continue to read it is more curiosity as to how they're going to so expand. You don't like it then? You just said no. it was good though. No, it's 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 gotten better. It's better than when it first started. Um, well, my my whole problem with it was that they it just felt when it first started it just felt so rushed and part of the X Men was the was admittedly that forty years of continuity that evolution and how you know the the team is small and then it grows and grows and grows and they just kind of dived right in into like the the movie world where there's you know tons of mutants all over the place and Xavier's is established and all this kind of thing and it just it just felt too quick for me. You know, it anyway. was not very good was Ultimate Vision the bonus story in the back of Spider Man. Oh, the Ultimate Vision was awful. That was pretty terrible. <laughs> oh, it was Do you think anybody cared about an Ultimate Vision? I well, was, it's, it's I the was shocked. In, it's it's the lead into the whole Galacticus storyline. Oh, you know, who cares? But, I, know. I, saw the, I, I saw on the front, it said, bonus Ultimate Vision story inside, and I said to myself, really? <laughs> <laughs> ultimate Quicksilver? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind him ultimate popping D-Man? up in, in the Ultimates, but as a as a headlining feature... Let's, and a chick let's, too. Let's not go over the top here. And she looks like the Metropolis robot. Yeah, it does. She it's a, the, yeah. the Vision's a girl. Yes. Now, that'll well, no, sh- uh, that'll shake was, him up. It was, it was originally a man, like a a, a, man, a robot made to look like a man, but then it puts itself back together as a woman. Let's make the so. rawhide kid gay. It'll work. <laughs> let's give the Vision boobies. <laughs> so I don't know. But what, um, if, what if what if he's black? What if <laughs> Captain America's black? <laughs> oh, we don't know that one. Although actually that led to the uh, they use that in Young Avengers very well how the the Star Spangled Kid in Young Avengers is a descendant of the Black Captain America so that was I mean I don't know if that that was intent it wasn't intended originally but it Bill Jemis you evil genius you've yeah. succeeded <laughs> um, you know one book that I bought that actually made me think of Josh in terms of new and different was I picked up uh, Brian Woods Local number one by Oni mm-hmm. published by Oni and that that was really good and really. You know, not superhero, kind of more towards the indie bent and black and white, but um, it was really, really good. Um, just you know, he he did that whole de- <laughs> that whole demo comics um, last year, which was uh, twelve issues and it was a single story in each issue. Like there wasn't no continuity or anything. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what this this one is. And I guess the premise of this is you know it's a girl with her boyfriend and the boyfriend's pressuring her to try to get a prescription that's filled. That's a, you know a, a forged prescription. And she just goes through her head the different scenarios that can happen, and throughout the comic, you just see four or five different scenarios until you finally see the one that she does. Um, and I don't know, it was, just, it was just really, really good, and the art was really good, and the storytelling was great. Was it his art? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was um, Ryan Kelly did the art. Hmm. So, um, and the, the title of this story was Ten Thousand Thoughts Per Second." Not a um, not a big Brian Wood fan. I I like him. I don't know. I mean, I I, I have I like a couple of things he did, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just not my style. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's indie. He's trying stuff. Way to go! I mean, I, I applaud that. But uh, well, but it may be also that he's just sort of part of that old Warren Ellis crowd, and I just well, yeah, I try to, I try to separate from that, but not <laughs> yeah, judge him from that. Ron's but a, Josh has been bitter. Yeah, it's a skinch. But um, I'll next time I see you, Josh, I'll lend you the de- the demo issues because they were really good. 
I mean, single stories, or if you can see them and pick them up. I mean, they were just they, it was it was one of the things that I look forward to every month. Who we'll published um, those? Um, demo was published, I think, by Larry Young. Ah, yeah. So that guy Planet, has a lot of uh, range. Planet yeah, Lar. They do have a lot of. Yeah, I believe it would be Lair. La- yeah. Larry. <laughs> Josh, what would you have bought this week had you had the uh, wherewithal? I think I had like four books. And you, you were telling me earlier that you, um, now that you're leaving your 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 comic store to a new, go to a new store closer to your house, uh, you could go to the new store to pick up new books. I could. No, because the old store isn't the old store holding your books. They're only holding the ones that I have a subscription to. New books okay. such as All Star Superman, he could pick right. up. Right, but I did ask. Yeah, or local I asked him one. for a copy, so he was already holding me one. So. Uh, I didn't think about that until after I sent my list into him. I see. Because I send him a list every week. He probably Green Lantern. Would have got Green Lantern. I think I would have bought the All Star Superman. Uh, I definitely will now. Uh, Green Lantern was stinky. Green Lantern has been a big disappointment. Big disappointment. So I won't Huge. buy Green Lantern. <laughs> see that? You, you, you have to. You got the tattoo. You're forced to buy. Yeah, the you comment. have to. You should be buying everything with the Green and Lantern in the title. This is Corpse. why. This is why uh, you and I, you, you and uh, you too, and I feel differently because I figure that since I have this tattoo, uh, then I should only buy the stuff that's good because anything else is like an insult. Let us let us explain. Josh has the Green Lantern logo tattooed on his arm. Uh, a college it's, decision. It's it's so butch. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man Runaways. That's it. So you would have had a good week had you read anything. Yeah, I had four or five things. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad. Did you ever make it through your big chunk of three weeks worth of books that you bought? Oh, yeah, I usually read them within that weekend. Hmm. I, I have a little stack here if you'd like to know. But it was mostly just like like the stuff that's going on now is Lucifer, which is one of my favorite titles that nobody reads and there's nobody to talk to about it, is sort of wrapping up. It's right at the end. Hey, our friend oh. Patrick reads it. Right. Well, you, you turned him on to you, it. He reads it. You, you could talk to him about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta call, go. You could you, could, gonna... call, you could. you could call him once in a while. I'm gonna yeah. call Patrick. Hey, how was Lucifer? It was good. Yeah, I, I really liked how the devil did that. That was good. You just said you got so nobody I gotta to go. talk to about it. <laughs> we just made a comics connection, and you just throw it back in our face. I'm just. Oh, my Lego TIE fighter just fell down. <laughs> Smashed everywhere. Wow. And just and not all, and your dignity just came falling behind it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's kind of cool because now I get to put it back together. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you make fun of us for reading all the superhero books. Yeah, look who look who's coming out of this one looking cool. He's got a Green Lantern tattoo and his Lego TIE fighter fell apart. It was a gift, damn it. You it was a good gift. You, you still put it together. Have you built Legos? It's more fun now than when you were a kid. You know it too. I'm sending you a, Le- a Lego, Lego Naboo fighter. Great. I get a prequel chip. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's because you were being a jerk about it. If you were nice, I would have sent you a snowspeeder. But no. Oh, I love the snowspeeders. Exactly. All right. Well, um, if you want to check out more reviews or read my full review of All Star Superman or discuss the podcast or discuss anything you want. Um, this week, Literally. This week it's been all about Aquaman and Smallville um, and Harry Potter. So, so we cover the wide range of topics. You can go to ifanboy.com and check us out there. 
And if you have the, the desire or need to tell us anything urgently or have any questions, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. I can't find a piece. <laughs> oh, you're, you're totally screwed now. If they fell over and they're everywhere. Probably the most important piece of overall together. Well, it didn't fall <laughs> apart. It didn't like shatter into Very a million good. chunks, but it it like fell into like seven or eight chunks and then a couple of little tiny pieces. So the structural integrity is just shot. You know, you should when you put it back together, you should spray it with like epoxy or something to keep it all together. And then I couldn't build all the other stuff that's, that's featured on the back of the box. When was the last time you took it apart to build the other stuff on the back of the box? Never, but the ability. Well, that happened. <laughs> Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. <laughs>